everybody, and welcome back to Part of the Grand Design. It's good to be back. What's up, Aiden? What's up, my man? How you doing? Pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm 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 doing great. Yeah, same here. It's been a good weekend. Yeah. Some kind of nice weather. And you're, I mean, you are a lifeguard, so for a minute I'm like, oh, well, your job's about to be over for the season, but you're indoors. Yeah, I am indoors. All right, well, you So that's nice. Then. Yeah. Because <laughs> every other lifeguard just got fired. Oh, yep. Well, that's good. That's good. And so we have, we're joined by a brand new guest today. This is a friend of yours, so I'll let you introduce yes. her. This is my bestie, Kelsey Bell. Say hi, Kelsey. Hi, we're homies. <laughs> we are homies. <laughs> well, I'm excited that you're here, Kelsey. Welcome to The Grand Design. Thank how, you. How did you meet Aiden? How do you guys know each other? It's quite a funny story. Oh, well, let's hear it. So you know how he's a lifeguard? Mm-hmm. Well, my family and a friend and I, we were on vacation at Timber Ridge where he works. Oh, sure. And basically, I thought he was really hot, so I asked. (laughs) 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 I pretty much used a bunch of Christian pickup lines on him. For example, um, is it hot in here or is that just the Holy Spirit burning inside of you? Wow, that's a good one. Thank you. (laughs) He liked it too. I I did like it. It worked. And that was like in January. And that's all it took, huh? Really awkward. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be awkward. Don't worry. Don't it's awkward. It awkward <laughs> I'm not awkward. No, wait, wait. Well, that's cool. So that was just, you said back in January? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And you're from where? You're you're not from Burlington, are you? I'm from Illinois. Oh, my God. What, Aiden, what are you doing bringing somebody from Illinois in here? I'm She's sorry. my bestie. I'm from Illinois. It's okay. Illinois is <laughs> kind of sucky. So wait, where is... Wisconsin's better. Where in Illinois? Uh, so it's like Ashton. It's a very small town. Which is near... What's the nearest town people might have ever heard of? Maybe Dixon? <laughs> nope. Keep Rockford. going. Rockford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. It's okay. I know Rockford. kind of close to there. Okay. That's not close at all. So did you move up here? Uh, No. You We're, still live there? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You came four hours just to be on part of the grand design? <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan. All right, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. definitely Respect. that was the main Respect. reason she, she came up here. Definitely. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Antioch, Illinois? <laughs> no. Okay, so then we're even because that's where I'm from and we've oh. not heard of each other's hometown. So it's okay. So it's all good. It's all good. Well, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad too. So are you, tell me about where you're at in school. Are you, have you graduated high school or are you still in high school? Where are you at? Uh, I'm a senior in, co- uh, sorry. Uh, senior in college? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> senior in high school, but okay. I'm doing dual credit at a community college right now. Oh, so you are in college Pretty and much, in yeah. high school at the same time, pulling yeah, double duty. Exactly. How's that been going for you? Stressful. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I barely could do the high school classes, let alone, well, let me pile some college on while we're at it. Yeah. It's not been too bad. Well, you know, you'll be done with one of them soon and then you'll only have the other one to focus on. So that's cool. Exactly. What are you going to school for? Um, I really don't know. Maybe biblical studies. That's cool. It's, you know, I was thinking recently we were talking about this. Yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not know. It's okay. Yeah, that was our whole last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But schools, so are you thinking you might want to go into some kind of theological studies? Yeah, I'm okay. thinking maybe the mission field right now. Oh, wow. Have you been on a lot of mission trips? I've been on like one or two. Okay. But those were all when I was younger, so I didn't really understand the depth or meaning to them. Oh, so it's been a while. Okay. It's been a while. W- would you remember where you went? Uh, It was like somewhere in Illinois. I can't really remember where it was. So you didn't travel far? Not far, yeah. So it's interesting then, what is it about missions that 
makes you want to possibly pursue that as at least in the short term career move? Well, I've always been really keen on helping people a lot. And just talking about my faith more has been a more recent thing. Mm. And also just traveling, like the idea of traveling everywhere just sounds amazing to me. That is a benefit for sure. Although <laughs> being in missions, uh, at, at least for me, I've, I've, I mean, I'm a missionary, but I'm a local missionary, right? So I'm not, obviously, since we're sitting here in Wisconsin together overseas or in some other kind of situation. And so I do know a lot of people that are in full-time missions and it's definitely an adventure and there definitely is travel, but man, some of the places God yeah. could put you aren't necessarily uh, places you would go on vacation, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so are you are you looking to possibly go to a specific place, or are you kind of just open to wherever? I'm open to where God's calling me to go. That's awesome. Good answer. That's awesome. I thought so, too. And dangerous. It's awesome very and dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but exciting, too, right? Yeah, very exciting. Because if you kind of hold your future with an open hand instead of a clenched one, right, and you go, okay, God, well... This is kind of what I'm thinking I should be doing, but I'm also going to leave room for you to guide and go, right? Then you can be led. But if you're like, this is what I'm going to do, this is where I want to go, and I'm going to hold that with an iron grip, you don't leave any room for God to work, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's good. That's a really good outlook. So I'd, I'd like, if you, if you don't mind, just to hear some of your story. I mean, how you came to faith in Christ, what's, your, what's kind of your faith journey been like? Well, it really was rocky for a while. Because I was raised in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. So with that, there comes some hurdles of like, am I saved? Am I not? Like, just stuff like that. So I really wasn't a true Christian until like um, maybe when I was 11. Okay. But even then, I was still going through a lot mm. at that time. So it took me till I was like 15, 14 around there to actually start taking it more seriously and even then, I was still, like, struggling a lot mm. with different things. And being homeschooled, uh, I was around people who were, like, Christians as well all the time. So it made it kind of difficult to, like, see other sides of things sometimes. Mm. And, yeah. So you said that when you were 11 is when you felt like you were truly a Christian. But you said you had a—what was going on at that time? As you said, you had a lot happening. Um, more like doubt. Like mm. even as Christians, we still do d deal with doubt a lot of the times. Sure. And just, I don't know. I dealt with a lot of anger as well mm. growing up. Um, just another, other things that like personal life, uh, but it's kind of hard to like talk about some of those things. I understand. Yeah, totally understandable. So if you don't mind me asking, like, mm. is there a certain point where you think you know you were saved? Like maybe not at age 11, but maybe at like age 14. Like what was that like for you? It's really hard to pinpoint an exact moment because it was so kind of long ago, but I'm not really sure. And that's really okay. Yeah, that's fine. You know, some people have that, those kind of uh, what we call dramatic testimonies, right? Where they almost like Paul on the road to Damascus. Damascus, right? Where it was just like, bang, this, you know, Jesus came out and, and hit him right in the, not literally hit him in the face, yeah. but you know what I mean? And they say, okay, as of this moment, my life was going this way. Now I'm going that way. And they can point to a very specific moment in time, right? And say, this was the moment that I was saved. And been, but 
not everybody has a story like that, right? And so that's okay. Some people, especially people, and I talk to students that were raised in Christian homes like you, sometimes they struggle with like, I don't know if I should give my testimony because I don't have a dramatic one. I don't have the, yeah. I used to be addicted to heroin and now I'm, <laughs> a, you know, a champion for Jesus. And Kelsey definitely <laughs> was addicted to heroin. Definitely. Oh my gosh. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> right. But, but this is still a miracle, right? That God worked through because each individual person has to surrender their heart individually. Right. And so sometimes, yeah. That's hard for people that were raised in a Christian home because at what point do you say, okay, this faith isn't my parents anymore. It's not just their idea. Yeah. It's mine, right? It's my faith. And so what was, was there a moment when, or if not even exact moment, but can you talk about that time, that transition where it went from, I'm doing this because my parents want me to, to this is something I'm owning for myself? I think it was one of those times, you know, where it's like at church camp, and you have that yeah. moment where it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is real, you know? Yeah. It was probably one of those moments, but then taking that and carrying it into my life and not just having that like after summer camp high was mm-hmm. difficult, but I think I've managed so far. There's that mountaintop experience, right? Yeah. That everybody who's ever been to a camp or a conference, or a mission trip, oh, yeah. or anything, right? They come back, man, they're on the bus or the plane back, and they're like, on fire, right? Let's yeah. go. But then, you know, by Wednesday, they're like, wait, did that just happen? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so how do you, how are you able to keep that going um, when so many students struggle to do that? I think it's really important to just stay in prayer. Mm. Um, I really recently actually started learning how important it is to really have a good, genuine talk with God. Mm -hmm. Even if you're emotional, even if you're angry, just having a genuinely good talk with Him is just so important and not just like a half-done prayer like, oh yeah, how are you? Me, I'm good. (laughs) Just... (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good impression of God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Why do you think so many students struggle with prayer? I think it's hard to talk to something that you cannot see. Interesting. Especially when you're dealing with doubt. Mm. It can be even harder. I struggled with that so much. With doubt? Yes. Okay, so I wanted to circle back to that, so it's good that you brought up because you had mentioned that earlier, right? That was you know something you were dealing with at the time. It seems like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so it seems like you've overcome it or maybe you've overcome for the most part or you're still struggling in some way. But talk to me about that. How how do you deal with doubt? How have you in the past? How do you continue to? I think it's just as simple as like having that faith because doubt's always going to be around, especially with like being around people who aren't Christians all the time. There's always going to be like a doubt that creeps in. Um, I think just knowing and having faith that like he does exist, it just genuinely changes you and you're able to actually genuinely believe it a lot more. That's awesome. So true. Yeah. That was really well said. Yeah. So you you had also mentioned that part of the struggle with coming to this point in your faith was that you were always around other Christians. Yes. Okay. So by that, it was really my church and their beliefs 
seemed just very much like there you know like it was i was just always around the same belief system and like i wasn't really able to fully emerge myself into the gospel it felt like Mm. and being surrounded by christians is good but you're also not able to see the other side as much like atheism and stuff like that and when I actually started looking into other people's point of views, it really helped me realize, like, that does not make sense, you know? (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it gave me more motivation to look into my own faith more. And even talking to other people who aren't Christians, like, helped me want to look into it more so that way I could be like, ah, nope, you're wrong, this is what it says. (laughs) Do you have more of an opportunity now to interact with people that aren't Christians? Yes. How so? Because you're, well, well, I'll let you answer. Go ahead. Well, definitely like going out and like having a job and talking to like coworkers or even just knowing people at like other high schools Mm -hmm. or people at my own college even. I've had so many conversations with people from my college and it's great. That doesn't scare you at all? I mean... It used to freak me out, but then once you get in an actual conversation with someone, you're able to just like roll with it. What are you ever worried that you're not going to know what to say or have the right answers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't stop you from engaging. No. That's awesome. You know how many students I talk to that are like so afraid of leaving the bubble, so to speak? I mean, they probably wouldn't oh, yeah. word it that way, but like once you've left church and youth group and you're off at college that's like a lot of them see that as like this big evil monster lurking on the horizon right and oh my gosh you're gonna be surrounded by people that definitely don't think what i think yeah professors that definitely don't think what i think and man shouldn't i listen to these professors they're smart they've got phds right how am i supposed to stand up against what they have to say and things like that but it doesn't seem that that fear has stopped you yeah, not really, considering I even talked to my art professor about wow. God. Cause That's he, great. He's very much an atheist, and I was just like, hey, what do you believe? Like, tell me more about that. So you came to him and asked him? Or yeah. He had, or how did you know he was an atheist? Uh, his class is more centered around, like, atheism and, like, how we evolved and evolution. This and, is an art teacher? Yes. So what type of art does he teach? He teaches, it's just like a normal art class, but... Painting and stuff like that? Yeah, like the premise of it is like um, how the earth, or how art created the earth, pretty much. Wait, what? Yeah, it's very confusing. (laughs) I was confused. I was like, creation, evolution, what? How? But, yeah. Art created the earth? That's, That's one I haven't heard. Yeah, so pretty much how people back in the day, like, found cave drawings and, like, pretty much how the mind worked, like, how art came to be. Mm. And he had more of the idea that, like, somehow these people were able to put art on some, like, just draw something from looking at it. And I'm just like, well, yeah, you can say they might have developed this skill of creating something from like nowhere but you could also say that they got it from someone who like created us (laughs) some kind of divine inspiration yes exactly i could see that that would be difficult for him to to think that very much (laughs) so does he think like a monkey just like (laughs) put his hand on a wall and it left a print it's like art that is the answer. He's like, wait, I've got something here. Wait, I can talk. Wait, <laughs> what is this? What is this? 
I'm gonna build a city. <laughs> <laughs> The knowledge is coursing through. Yeah, right. I can see every equation. <laughs> My power is over 9,000. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely happens. Yeah, but for sure. The monkeys were like, ah. Ah, 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 I know why I exist. Okay. Timmy over there is kind of weird, not going to lie. Art, art, art. So, so you've now you, you know, been in his class. And high school, you're, you're homeschooled for high school, right? So this, Or do you go to a high school? I was homeschooled. Okay, but now you go to a... A public high school? Yes. Okay. Well, no, public college. Public college. Yeah. But your high school degree is, you're homeschooled for that? Yes. Okay. Just trying to make sure I'm aware of everything happening. So now you're in this class, you, you've kind of figured out his worldview because of how he's presenting the class. Very and you just so. decide one day after class, you're just going to go ask him what he believes? Pretty much. We had just finished watching like a whole video on like evolution and art and stuff and i'm just like i because i was writing down notes on like questions i'm gonna ask this man nice and he was just like hey watch the video and i'm like but i'm i'm getting ready i'm prepared (laughs) (laughs) so what was his reaction when you walked up and you asked him that it was more of a civil conversation where it was just um talking about our views but he was more like oh yeah i can tell you what i believe and i'm like oh yeah this is what i believe and he's just like you know that's okay and it was very civil and i think i did raise a few questions in his brain i can't remember exactly what i said that's okay yeah but you showed that those conversations don't have to be something to be terrified of yeah now aiden you or you yourself are also about to graduate true head off to school is this something that now, be honest, is this something that you worried about as you head off to college, these kind of interactions and these, uh, with whether it's professors or other students or cha- being challenged in your faith? I would say probably not because I do go to a public high school mm-hmm. and I'm kind of used to that. And even as my job, I've had a lot of like debates or even almost arguments uh, with other lifeguards. And so I've actually like even... Uh, like talked with one of my gym teachers. I kind of stole this from Frank Turk, who is an apologetic. Sure. Um, but my gym teacher was trying to convince us that love is just a chemical, you know, and it all it all stemmed from materials and chemicals and all stuff like that. And I told him, well, love is just a chemical. You don't want to tell your wife that. Well, I... <laughs> thankfully, he didn't hear me. Get but wrecked. I did... <laughs> steal that from someone else so <laughs> but i think i i think i am genuinely prepared well, okay. mm, you know i could always use more preparation but i am convinced that god is going to be with me because jesus said to his disciples before he died like mm. they'll put you in the in the synagogues and they will persecute you but don't be afraid um that you don't know what to say because the holy spirit will be with you i know that's like a little bit different of context but no it's good i know that god is going to be with you wherever I go. It's awesome. Man. And I've also thought about, um, so I, I am also thinking of getting a degree in biblical studies, so I will be able to better defend my faith. That's awesome, man. Because that's, it's really sad because you see a lot of Christians and once you bring up one question about like that goes against what they believe, they're like, oh dang, God doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, sadly, some of them fall to pieces. I think there are two things that I try and tell students that they need if they're going to go into which most of them will not all but some will go to secondary school whether it's trade school or college or whatever right so there's two things you need to know or two things you need rather and one of them is don't be afraid 
Yeah. Right. Which is kind of what we've been talking about. Right. Like understand that just because you don't have the answer doesn't mean there is no answer. <laughs> right. If someone hits you with a question you weren't ready for or presents a really compelling argument you hadn't heard before, which is usually an argument that's been around for hundreds of years. They've just packaged it in a new and fancy way. Right. Right. That if you don't know the answer to that argument, it doesn't mean there isn't an answer to that argument, right? Right, exactly. So don't fall to pieces, right? Don't go, oh, well, they must be right because I can't think of an answer to it. Exactly. I'm like, no, go find the answer. <laughs> yeah, like it's that unknown that really pushes and drives you to actually find the answer. Like don't let it just destroy you. Which ultimately strengthens your faith, which is exactly. like what you're saying, right? Yeah. Right. I found a Bible verse for that. Hit, hit me with it. <laughs> which I know a lot of people love this one. It's a pretty well-known one, but yeah. it's Philippians 4, 5 through 7, or uh, 6 through 7, sorry. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people love this one, but it's, mm -hmm. do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. How, how, how do you think that applies here? Well, I mean, when we're going out into the world and we're having these conversations with people, you got to trust that the Holy Spirit is with you because if the Holy Spirit is not with you, you're not going to make a difference. I'm sorry. You know, but the Holy Spirit is the one that um, gets the seed in their heart and plants it and waters it through other people, obviously, but you got to trust in God that he is with you and you will feel that peace when he is with you. That's very well said. Yeah, man. I've been going through this book with my, um, been going through this book with my daughter actually about kind of post high school, right? Like what, what do we do here? Yeah. And I think what you're saying is absolutely true. I think we have to be ready to have peace in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Right. And so peace in a, in a situation where you shouldn't have peace is peace that defies understanding, right? And so. Mm -hmm. And I think the way, one of the ways we get that peace is breaking our comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? Because the first time we talk to someone about Jesus, it's not going to be the most comfortable, right? But you got to trust that the Holy Spirit will be with you, giving you peace in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And that will open up more doors and you'll be more comfortable and you'll feel more peace with talking about Jesus with more people. Yeah. A famous military commander once said, comfort makes lousy soldiers. Right. And so <laughs> if we never come up against anything and we never challenged anything or forced to go find the answer or read up or learn more or strengthen our, you know, like you said, taking these courses to strengthen your faith. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not going to be very good soldiers for Christ. And so challenge is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not something to be afraid of or something to avoid. It can strengthen us and make us better soldiers for God. Yeah. Right. You know, there was this uh, thing I said to Aiden one time. Mm. And it was, Other than the oh pickup no. lines? It was... <laughs> lines? No, it was... Uh, I didn't even realize how cool I sounded when I said it, but let's see if I can, like, repeat it. But okay. pretty much I said, you know, when a blacksmith is making a sword, he has to put it through fire and he has to beat it down until it becomes a sharp sword that he can use to, like, defend himself with. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that was, like... Really cheesy. I'm like, I'm but a it, poet, cool. and I yes. didn't even know it. Very no, but inspiring, well, too. Well, not only that, it's biblical, right? I mean, the right. Bible talks about how challenges aren't a bad thing, right? Trials and tribulations are like being forged in fire is literally what it says, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's 
you got to go through that and then you come out sharper, better, tougher, stronger, right? Came up with that one myself. It's awesome. Hey, copyright. So <laughs> what do you guys think the other thing is? Remember I had said there's two things you need if you're going to take on that next phase of life and go into enemy territory, so to speak. What's that other thing you think you need? Well, just to recap, the first one was don't fear. Yeah, it was to, to not be afraid be of afraid. things you don't know the answer to because it'll ultimately strengthen you if you go find the answer, right? Yeah. I'd say, let me guess, um, wisdom. I mean, wisdom's good, but that's not what oh, I was Oh, dang it. Yeah. So, like, there's probably, like, 19 things you could bring that would yeah, be good. Yeah, probably. I'm just thinking specifically of two, so you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> not what you were looking for. Do you have any guesses? Um, I mean, I was going to say go come into the conversation respectfully. That's that's also true. One of the 19 things that you so bring. So neither yeah. are you wrong. Yeah, when, you, when you go into battle which is what this is, and every day we're in a battle. What do you need in order to go into battle to have victory over the enemy? A horse. Armor. Both of those oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need at your right and your left? Uh, hands. Brothers. Brothers. I, uh, yeah. Right. I, I, you gotta, like, say that. How are you going to storm the beach by yourself? Exactly. You know that's that's yeah, true. That's okay, right? And so it's important, wherever you end up going, whatever school you end up going, wherever you're doing that, you plug in somewhere and find the other Christians on campus. Yeah. Find yeah. a church that you can connect with. Find a uh, campus ministry, which is what we do in the high school level, but in colleges there are campus ministries too. Lots of great ones. Because it's going to be tough, man. You got to link arms and join, yeah. like yeah. fight the battle together, right? Why why try and go at it alone? Kind of always realize that. Um, but just getting more familiar with that, that we need friends. We need we need brothers. We need you know? community. We need yes. community. And honestly, that is the thing that I think is, if anything, is going to speak to people that aren't currently part of the Christian faith, right? Everybody out there, whether it's in middle school, high school, college, they're starved for community right now. I feel like that's a big gap that most people are missing. Yeah. And, and community is huge. And if that's something that we can show people that we have, that's going to be super attractive to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Teenagers all the time are like, I just want to fit in. I just want to find a place where I belong. Right. right. Yeah. There's nothing bad with that as long as you're going after the right community. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can fit into the wrong places. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> but so many people end up in those bad situations just because they have a desperate longing to be part of a community, yeah. right? And so if that's the only one that will take them or the only place they see that they fit, that's and then they're going to end up there, and that's not a good trajectory to be on, Right. But there's always an open door with the church. It's true. And that's why campus life is so good because it's like one of the only legal ways we can talk about Christ in school. It's, it's an open door as, we, as we've talked about in almost every episode. It's an open door for students to have community because some people go home mm -hmm. and their parents don't even talk to them. They don't want any anything right. to do with them. But campus life, friends, community, right. pizza. They ride, they ride the bus pizza. home by themselves, pizza. right? They sit by themselves on the bus home. No one talks to them. They go home. No one's talking to them. Right. Yeah. And there's a place for them for sure. And yes, pizza. Pizza. Of course. Pizza. <laughs> so to kind of put a bow on things, Kelsey, now that, you know, we've gotten to know a little bit about you and your faith story and all that, you know, what, what are you hoping for um, in the future, right? I mean, I know you had said missions and things, but are, is there anything that you're currently going through, struggling with, praying about that we can be praying alongside with you that you're hoping to see God work in? Um, like we were saying before, just community. Mm -hmm. 
Um, when I was younger, I never really had a youth group or anything because um, one of our youth leaders had died of cancer, so they had to oh, stop it. And then we had a new one, but it, I just didn't really fit in there. So I never really had that kind of community with people my age. And I'm starting to get into one. Uh, you might have heard of it. Like It's called Crew. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the ca- the college ministries that's out yeah. there doing awesome work. Yeah. So I'm I'm a part of that and Great. I just really want to see it grow. I want to like meet more people. I want to invite them to it. That's awesome. Well, I will be praying for you that 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 grows and that there's fruitfulness from that ministry and that you meet other like-minded Christians and that that you know together you guys can fight the good fight, right? And and make it through and not just make it through like by the skin of your teeth, but like soar through, right? And bring other people in yeah. and, and grow in your faith and and really change things and that's that's awesome. I'm excited for you. Do you know what school you're going to be going to? Or is it the same one you're currently doing classes at? I'm not really sure to okay. be honest. I know I'm going to get my associates there. Okay. And then see from there. Might transfer. That's awesome. Well, even for the next couple of years as you're getting your associates, a lot can happen. Oh yeah. God can do a lot in a short amount of time. So I'm excited to see. So you're gonna have to come Me back too. then after a while and let yeah, us a know. Years. I'm Update down. Us. Tell us. We're gonna want to know not two. just the past, but the future chapters of Kelsey's life. Seriously. Wow. I mean, God's still working on me right now. Like mm-hmm. that's why it's so hard to talk about my testimony because it's like it's he's still working on it's it. ongoing right it's still going he ain't done until we reach heaven <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well i really appreciate you being here with us today it's been a joy to meet you and to hear about a little bit about your life and what you're going through and man i you've you've encouraged me even in my faith today right to just hear your story and some of the things that you struggle with and how you worked through that and it helps me as as i work with students that and to hear someone that's handling it that way, it's 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 emboldening and encouraging for me as a leader. So I thank you. Thanks, homie. Thank you. And thank you, Aiden, for being here as well. Yes, sir. I'm hopefully it won't be too long till our next episode. Mm, hopefully. <laughs> we're gonna be doing some more soon. So look forward to those. And uh, in the meantime, just want to say thank you to everybody out there. If you'd like more information, um, you can check out Southeastern Wisconsin Youth for Christ and uh, lots of information on there about our ministries and all the things that we're doing. Uh, feel free to check us out on there. And if you ever got any questions, reach out to us, man. We got an awesome staff of people. We're in five different counties around Southeastern Wisconsin. And there's somebody in a school near you that's operating and doing ministry. And we'd love to plug you in and be part of it if you'd like to. So on behalf of Kelsey and Aiden, I'm James Houser. Thank you for listening.